And we are so thankful today to have with us the dynamic ministry of evangelist Nick Mahaney. We thank God for this man of God. It's been a little while since he's been with us. It's been a few years. We, we've, things have changed a little bit. The building is different. This is, this is uh, his first time in this building, but he was the last preacher to preach in the Kenwood building, the last guest preacher to preach in the Kenwood building, Brother Nick Mahaney, and he preached several times in the Blue Sanctuary here, uh, but this is his first time in the New Worship Center. Brother Nick Mahaney is a dear friend of my family. His family and the Urshan family go back a long ways. His father was one of the great evangelist preachers of the gospel, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to prisoners around the nation, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to, to Tex Watson, to, uh, to James Earl Ray, to Charles Manson. He has spoken and preached the gospel to some of the world's ruthless killers, and he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, Brother Mahaney's father. He was a great man of God, and Brother Nick Mahaney is carrying that legacy on, traveling the world preaching the gospel. His testimony is so amazing because he was raised up in the apostolic truth, but he was the prodigal son that walked away for a period of time and came back to the father's house and he's got a message to declare. And God is delivering people all around the world through his ministry. He is in the Philippines. He's going to be in different parts of the world. You never know where Brother Nick Mahaney is going to be preaching the gospel. But today he's in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we're going to pray for him because recently he has had a health bout, but the Lord has touched his body and we're believing for continued healing in Jesus' name. Could you stand to your feet and welcome Brother Nick Mahaney with a warm hand clap of appreciation as he comes to declare. Declare the word of the Lord. We love you, Brother Mahaney. God bless you, friend. Love so you. good to have you. Bless you. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Come on, there's something about the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty presence of God I feel in this place. I give honor to your pastor and his family. And really, there's nothing I can preach that this man of God hasn't preached. So let's just have a move of God. I know most of the evangelists that come through here probably aren't as good looking as I am. But it's a cross that I bear. We'll just have to get past that. And I'm not real long-winded because I get real hungry. So everybody might as well say amen because I don't <laughs> preach a long time. <laughs> I recently had a bout with bladder cancer and last week brother Myers said what we're going to take you to eat what's your diet and I said it was bladder cancer not stomach cancer <laughs> I'm open what do you want to eat <laughs> so good to be here and I love each and every one of you thank you for having me if you have your Bibles Matthew 1 and 24 and I claim that song, when you walk in heaven, you're going to walk out light. Anybody else with me? Jenny Craig will be stealing that line, won't they? Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. I got up this morning, began to pray, God, what do you want me to speak to this church? I text the, the man that takes all the scriptures and I said, can you put when I call his name? 
I come to prove to somebody today. Come on, I feel the angels of God just stepped into this building. Come on, I feel the angels of God that just stepped into this building. All you got to do is speak that name. Come on, they're all around me. I feel it right now in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God and the power that's in that name, Jesus Christ. Lord, I lose you right now into this place. Come on and finish what you started with the music, God. I bind any spirit that's not of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I take total authority and dominion over it. It has to leave this building in Jesus' name. God, I speak faith into this place. Come on, healing's going to happen in this place. People will receive your spirit in this place right now in Jesus' name. We loose you, God. Now I need you to touch my mind, touch my voice, and touch my body. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. It's a cool night in the Judean desert. There's a man that's leading a donkey. Anybody got a donkey in here? Just checking. And on that donkey is his wife. And she's nine months pregnant. Can you ladies imagine that one? No Tahoe. No Kia. Not even a Yugo. You know he stayed in trouble the whole time. Just going to tell you, Joseph was a tough dude. And Caesar must have been kin to all of our government because he decides to tax the whole world. Not just his area, he's taxing the whole world. So you have to go to Bethlehem or their case, Bethlehem, to register where their lineage is started. Now, while they're there, Mary gives birth to her baby. And I come to let you know it was not just any baby. Come on, this was the Messiah. This was the one prophesied about. This was the one seen of angels. Come on, robed in flesh. This was the mighty God. This was the everlasting Father. Luke 2 and 7 tells us, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. This would have been a good Christmas message. But nobody wants an evangelist during Christmas. So I have to do it now. Everybody wants to ho, ho, ho. Sorry, I'm A-D-D-D-D-D. And if I get off my notes, it gets dangerous. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to, to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Later, wise men would worship him. They would bring him gifts, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, not some second person in the Trinity. I believe that would have been mentioned in the word of God if there was a second person in the Trinity. I thank God there's only one God. 
get kicked out of heaven with all this ADD. I wouldn't know who to pray to. But my Bible says one set on a throne. I come to tell you, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Come on, he's the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Ghost. We're not just like everybody else. Come on, we believe in one God. And we know that the devil trembles at the name of that one God. And I come to tell you today, his name is Jesus. After eight days from his birth, it's the custom of the Jews to go to the temple for the circumcision. And this is where they not only circumcise him, but they put the name on him. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Joseph. I can only find one place in the word that he actually speaks. Some say he was a carpenter, but that word really translates to a mason, a rock mason, brick mason. But Joseph has a dream before this baby's born. Matthew 1 and 20, while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. Now it's up to Joseph to name the baby. And he was of the lineage of David. And there was over 42 generations of names in his lineage. None of them was Jesus, but there was 42 uh, generations of names in his lineage. You see, Joseph and Mary, they were kind of a, I don't know, they probably wouldn't fit in today's society because she was just a young girl and he was an older man. When they found out she's with child and she isn't even married yet. One of the most shameful things in her day was to be with child and to not be married. Everyone, including her family and neighbors, would look down on her. Every place she went, people would be talking about her. The ridicule and shame would be almost unbearable. It wasn't going to be any easier on Joseph either. His friends, his family wanted to know why he was with her because he could have her killed or he could put her away privately. And unfortunately, women were already looked down upon in that time in society and history. And I want to tell you, apostolic circles have made a mistake in not allowing women into the ministry. We've been going to battle with one arm tied behind our back. Come on. Come on. Come on, I believe that a woman can preach the gospel. I believe that a woman can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. You better quit holding back. Quit saying that I'm just a woman. You can be a God-called woman. You can prophesy. Come on. If any two people ever had a reason to skip Sunday church, it was Mary and Joseph. If any two people just wanted to sit home in their pajamas and watch it online, 
I remember COVID. I preached two or three times in my suit and sweatpants. Made sure I stood behind the pulpit. Thanking God I only had sweatpants on. I remember, oh, I'm going to watch an online service. Oh, I, I ain't watching that. Go to another service. Well, look at how they're, I ain't watching that mess. He's preaching my sermon. And in an hour, I've been to seven churches. There's nothing like getting with the children of God. Come on, there's a power that happens when two or three are gathered in my name. You just can't get that on a computer screen. But you can get it at a one God church where the power of the name of Jesus is flowing. Joseph was maybe, to me, one of the most important men in the Bible. Not much is known about him, but he walks in there and he lifts up that baby and he holds that baby up and he says this word, and I will call his name Jesus. When he spoke the name of God, do you understand that was the very first time that the name of God had ever come out of human lips? And he said, I will call his name Jesus. Every angel began to bow down on his face. I will call his name Jesus. Demons begin to run out of the place. I will call his name Jesus. Cancer begin to flee. Come on, diabetes had to leave. I will call his name Galatians 3.26 tells us, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Come on. He didn't say as many of you that were baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost have put on Christ. But you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. you got to apply that name to your life. Because there's nothing like the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. Acts 3, 6, we know they were evangelists walking in the temple because they said, silver and gold, have I none? Somebody tried to break in my house. We mugged them. I'm like, we need your tennis shoes, bro. Sorry, that wasn't in my notes. <laughs> then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but there's something that I have. Give I thee. You know what he does? He gets specific. Because there was a lot of Jesuses back then. But he wanted the world, he wanted the devil to know, he wanted sickness to know that this was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. You know why? Because there's healing in that name. Because there's no other name like Jesus. There's no other name like Jesus. When I call his name, things begin to happen. Philippians 2.9 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven. Come on, angels, you're going to bow. Of things in earth, come on, men, you're going to bow. And things under the earth, devil, you're going to bow down. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ
I used to be a, amongst everything else, a car salesman. And I got the Holy Ghost. Maybe you can do it. I couldn't do it. I was a bad one. And in Arkansas, they have this thing called car wars. They come to a big football stadium and the parking lot's filled with all the dealers in the state and all the lenders are there. And for three and a half days, it's just, you know, you sell your car, walk it into a trailer, they finance the car and you're done. And I was on my way to work, did a big old shot of dope. I know I hadn't always been in church. And I was on my motorcycle. I love motorcycles. I got one, but my wife won't let me ride it. She says, not until we get the grandkids out of the house. I'll still go look at it. Get your motor run. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that wasn't on Lanny Wolf's foot. <laughs> and I had on my shorts and my polo shirt. You know, it was hot. It was going to be in August. And I was a little late for work. Matter of fact, I was, went down that road Friday. I went to my house. I wanted to bring something to your pastor. And I, my mom's house. And as I was going down that road, couldn't help. The memory started flooding in. I was running about 60 on my motorcycle. High man, the wind in my face. And I was on this little country road. And I knew down about a half a mile around this curve, the popo was going to be sitting. I was the last person I needed to talk to. I come over this hill and I said, do anybody talk to themselves? Boy, I do. When I need a real intelligent conversation, <laughs> me and Nick have us a talk because he understands me. And I answer myself, I'm telling you, I'm nuts. I said, Nick, yep. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> You're looking good today. I know it. Popo's going to be sitting up there. You better slow down. And I looked down at my speedometer, and I'd only glanced down for a second. I'd seen I was running about 60. And when I looked up, there was a deer, boom. Now I want y'all to understand something. I was nowhere near God. I was the opposite of everything that was good. You see, the gifts and callings are without repentance. A lot of people don't believe this stuff. But I got into the occult and I could read your mail just like some of these fat evangelists that come in here and tell you what color your wallet is. I called some while I was sick. None of them, they said, oh, I got to get back with you. Anyway, that's a different sermon. I read tarot cards. I prayed to the devil. But when I hit that deer, I cut that deer in half and knocked a baby out and killed them both. What about me, y'all? Good Lord, help me. Oh. I ain't much, but I'm all I got here. And I hit the, when I hit that deer and I cut it in half, I want you to understand I hadn't prayed in years except to the devil. But when I hit that deer, something come out of me. Pastor, I screamed out, Jesus! 
and I hit the asphalt and I began to slide. Now, I was in shorts and I was in, had my leg tucked under like a baseball slide because my body was wanting to tumble. And I was guiding myself with my hands and it was eating my hands up. And I, I could feel my body trying to flip and I would try to hold myself down. My head hits the asphalt. And when my head hit that asphalt, everything flashed. And I heard a voice. Hold your head up. You don't have a helmet on. It's almost over. When that voice yelled in my ear, I snapped my head up. And I slid about from me to that sound booth into my motorcycle. And when I did, it stood me up. And I almost fell because my ankle was immediately about that big around. I had blood pouring out of my body. My collarbone was sticking way up. My elbow had a hole and it was just pouring blood. Somebody pulls up and I dive in the car with them. And there was an emergency room just like two miles up the road. When we got to the emergency room, I'll never forget a male nurse looked in the car and he said, dear God, and he scooped me up and he ran me into that emergency room. They were like a hive of bees on me. They took what looked like a floor brush and began to scrape all that asphalt. I still don't do floors out of my body. They were going to do a scan on me and they put me in that tube and this spider jumped down and I went to scream and get me out of here because I didn't look. Spiders and dentists I hate. If a spider gave me a root canal, I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry, I know y'all ain't used to all this fancy preaching. <laughs> so the lady pulls me out and she's apologizing. She gets in there and cleans it. I mean, just as sweet as could be. The third time I seen that spider, she figured it out. This brother's high. <laughs> so they started talking about taking off my left foot. And that's when I started pulling IVs out and said, I ain't staying here. And I looked like a mummy. I was all wrapped up. They let me go and the doctor gave me some pills. He said, infections are going to take your leg if you're not careful. And I went home and I had my foot propped up and my dad come into town. He'd heard about it. Charles Mahaney thought tact was something you nailed carpet down with. He was not a tactful man. I thought my name was ignorant until I went and got my driver's license. And he called everybody in Pentecost ignorant, except N.A. Urshan. He was scared of that man. By the way, me and him had the same birthday. And my dad and his grandfather died on the same day, two years apart. My dad walks in, Brother Tactful. He goes, my God, ignorant. This is what he said. You look like a mummy. That's got to hurt. And he looked at me, he said, man, I ain't never seen nobody's ankle look like that. I'm like, well, gee, thanks, pops. He looked at me, we talked a minute, and he started to walk off. And I said, hey, dad, I need to ask you a question. I said, I didn't tell him about me screaming Jesus. I said, Dad, when I hit that deer, something screamed in my ear. And it told me to hold my head up because I didn't have a helmet that it was almost over. I don't know what it was, but I heard it. My dad turns around, you know what he told me? He said, if you'll pray and ask God to show you tonight, he'll show you in a dream, I promise you. 
I'm like, well, get out of here. You just want me to pray. You know, I'm upset me. You'll try anything to get me to pray. When he walked out, this is all I said. All right, Jesus. He said, you'd show me. Hey, I didn't notice that camera. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it always shows my ball spot. <laughs> I can't grow nothing back here, but I can grow an ear hair overnight that long. Sorry, like ADD, sorry. Or an eyebrow hair where you can't put your boink, boink, you know. Let me get back on track. I said, Jesus, my dad said, you'd show me what happened. And that's all I said. Now, I have always had dreams. I dream every night, vivid dreams. I remember most of my dreams. Ever since I've been a little kid, I fell asleep that night and I had this dream and it was so real. I thought I was actually on my motorcycle. I was trucking down through there and I looked down at, the, at my speedometer in my dream. And I said, man, I better slow down. And I looked up and there was that deer. And when I hit it, I watched myself go, Jesus. And when I hit the ground, there was a big angel standing there. He caught me. He was guiding me. My head, I watched in my dream as my head hit the asphalt and the blood flew out. And he's bent over and he said, hold on. You don't have a helmet on. It's almost over. Come on, I wasn't where I should have been with God. I wasn't even close. But when I called his name. Come on, when I called his name. He stopped heaven and earth. He stopped heaven and earth and he sent an angel to protect me. In March, I got very ill. I got very ill this March. And I was preaching a revival. I didn't even know how I was going to make it home. And when I got home, my bladder had clogged up. It was at the point of bursting. They said if I hadn't got to the emergency room when I did, it would have burst inside my body. They ran scans. And they found cancer in my bladder I'll never forget as we're sitting in that emergency room I was I'm booked out till almost the end of next year and that doctor looks at me and my wife he said sir you got cancer we got to find you a urologist just as quick as we can the Lord made a way instead of a month and a half I got in in two days only God could have done that They went inside my bladder and they pulled out a, a tumor that big, about the size of a, a burger. That's how I relate everything to food. <laughs> a McDonald's regular burger. He said the doctor's exact words to my wife was, he was messed up like a water coat hangers. He said, I don't know how I was able to get it all. I was trying to move into my kidney. And I'll never forget when me and my wife sat in that car, I could feel nothing. When I tell you, I could feel nothing. I took her by the hand and I said, God, would you just loan us an angel? Because I don't know what we're going to do. Would you just loan us an angel? I'd like to say I felt angels in there, but I felt nothing. So I go into surgery, and I appreciate everybody in this place that's in the medical field. I have a new respect for them like I never had before in my life.
And I was in the hospital, and then they let me go home. Very weak. I'm a strong man, and I've never been sick with anything, hardly at all. And I couldn't move. I could just sit in my chair. And finally, after two or three weeks, the doctor said, if you feel like going to church, just go ahead and go to church. I just don't want you preaching. I got dressed. I hadn't been to the house of God in so long. I felt, and I sent my family ahead, and I was going to come after Sunday school was over to the worship service. And I was so weak, I couldn't hardly get up out of my chair. And I began to cry, and I said, I can't do this. And God come and visited me. You can believe it if you want. I don't care. Because I think I'm skinny, and I don't care what you think. I'm not real hung up on what people think about me. What you see is what you get. You see me down at Walmart, you see this guy right here. I'm, there's no airs right here. I don't put on airs. The Lord came and visited me. He began to move upon me. And my mind went to that story in the Bible. They're in the boat. And he's asleep with his head on a pillow. The wind has tore the sails apart. The Bible says the boat was full of water. And he was asleep. Here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, the wind never woke me. The waves never woke me. Water in the boat did not wake me. But when somebody called my name, when somebody said, Master, I got up off that pillow. He said, if you call on me, I'll be right there. Let me tell you what happened. The Lord said, I said, peace, be still. He said, I wasn't speaking peace to the storm because I created that storm. I've created every storm that was ever in existence. I was speaking peace to my people. Come on, you read it. I never seen it before. Peace, comma, be still. A comma is an interjected in a sentence or speech that lets you know it's going to the next subject. He spoke peace to them. Then he said to the storm, be still. Can I tell you, somebody in this plate, your boat has been rocked lately. Come on, the wind is tearing up your sails. Come on, it's trying to tear you apart. All you got to do is cry out, Master. Jesus. When I call his name. tell you I was still in the storm I was still in the waves but I had a peace about me because I called his name come on he's not you may still walk through that storm but you call his name come on and he's going to give you a peace when I call his name when I call his name Come on, I came with a message today. I didn't come to preach a sermon. I didn't come to impress you. But I come to tell you, your boat may be rocking back and forth. Come on, you're walking through a trial that you don't know if you can ever make it through. Come on, you got a sickness you don't even understand. You got children that are not acting like they should. Come on, your whole life is upside down, rocking back and forth. You keep praying, but you don't think he's listening. But I come to tell you, his head's not on a pillow when you say master. He wakes up when you say his name.
I'm a man of faith. I'm just going to tell you. What I've learned in the last few months, I've always preached he's coming against your weaknesses. No, he gets more glory when he comes against your strength. When he tries to my faith, I took Nick Mahaney's faith. I took him out. I took him out through his faith. I got news for you, devil. No, you didn't. All you did was make me stronger because what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Come on, I come against diabetes in the name of Jesus. I come against cancer in the name of Jesus. I come against depression in the name of Jesus. Here's the thing about faith. God could send a lightning bolt right now and everything's going to be fine. But listen to me. That's God's faith. He wants to see your faith. He's got all the faith. But he's wanting to see if you trust in him enough to say, I've had enough. I'm not taking this anymore. I'm not taking anxiety anymore. Depression, you are going to be defeated. Come on, and you you got the faith to walk down to this front. Lift your hands and say, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Master, speak to me, Master. Speak to me. Bring me peace. But it's all up to you. I'm a man of faith. I see things in people, but I don't go up there and call them out because that gives that man the glory, not God. I don't find that in the Word of God anywhere. And I'm sick of us falling for that mess in our movement. It's up to you. I've done what I could do. I've done everything he's asked me to do. Every song we sang today was when I call his name. Where are you? Come on, you just going to sit in your pew? Or are you going to have a change in your life today? Come on, where are you? Are you going to sit in your pew or are you going to go back home to a depressing house and darkness envelop you when you can have peace in your life? Come on, where are you? He's just waiting on you. He can't do anything until you call on his name. Come on, he wants to move in your life right now. Come on, he wants to put a sovereign move of God in this place. Come on, gather on in. Come on now, here's the part we came for. Gather on in. Come on, you want to change in your life? Gather in. Come on, press on in. All right, here's what I want us to do. I want everybody in this place, I want you to look at me. I want you to put your eyes upon me. Not because I'm anybody, but such as I have. Give I thee. I want you to look at me. What you're looking at is a product of his grace and his mercy. I shouldn't be up here preaching. I should have died a long time ago on a drug overdose. I should be rotting in a prison cell right now. But I want you to look at me. He gave me a virtue. He brought me out of sin. He's put my feet on solid ground. And I'm about to lead you into something that you haven't felt in a long time. I'm not being a braggart. I'm just telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Here's what I want you to do. I want us to repent, but not like our normal repentance. I spend a lot of the day repenting because I'm a goofball. But this is going to be a different one. I want every singer. I want every musician. I want you to lift your hands and say, Jesus, forgive me of my unbelief. That's what he told him in that boat. He, he chastised him. Where's your lack of faith? Why do you not believe? Come on, ask him to forgive you right now. 
Oh, we say we don't have unbelief, but we really do. Come on, I do. I know what it feels like to have unbelief. God, why am I sitting here in the cancer ward? Come on, forgive me, Lord, for my unbelief. Come on, talk to him. Ask him, Lord, I want you to put your faith inside of me. Come on, get rid of this worry. Get rid of this doubt. Put your faith inside of me. God's calling some of you here in just a minute. Come on, God's going to put a call on some of your lives, ladies, in just a minute. Come on, there it is. Come on. Begin to repent. Come on, I feel it. Come on, it's trying to come into this place right now. A sovereign move of God is trying to sweep through this place. All right, I want everybody to stop. One more time, I just want you to look at me. The reason why I want you to look at me, I want us to focus on one thing. I don't want you to focus on that fear. I don't want you to focus on the depression or anxiety. I don't want you to focus on your sickness. I want you to look at me and just focus on me just for a minute. We're going to speak faith. And if you will speak it, his name, out of your mouth. And when you say, Jesus, heal me of depression. When you speak against it, depression has to flee. Jesus, heal me of cancer. When you speak against it, it's going to have to flee. Come on, some of you got some news from the doctor lately, and it's scaring you to death. Can I tell you, I know what you're going through, that depression that comes upon you. I sat and stared at my window for two weeks not knowing what I was going to do until I said, Jesus, Master, I'm in need of you. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, by the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Come on, I speak faith. I want you to speak his name right now. Come on. Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on now, I want you to be healed. Come on, speak out what you want to be healed of. Come on, speak it out right now. Jesus. Son of David, have mercy. Come on, that's it. Come on, begin to speak in another language. Come on, be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. If you've never spoken in tongues, receive you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive it right now. They're about to sing, and when they do, I want the body to start acting like the body. I want you to begin to lay hands on each other. Come on, I want you to begin to pray a prayer of faith on each other. Come on, as that music begins to play, I want you to step out in faith. Come on, believe with everything within you that he's awake now. His head's not on a pillow. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Come on. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Come on, speak his name. Let it go.
house right now. God's doing something mighty in this house. We're not going to interrupt what God is doing. Our children are here. Our young people are here to be prayed for. I want our elders, our ministers, parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters, I want you to pray for our children that are here. Come on up here, children. Those of you that are praying, keep on praying. We're not interrupting. We're going to keep on singing in the name of the Lord. But we're going to lay hands on our kids and we're going to pray for them in the name of Jesus. This is the exact atmosphere. We want to envelop them as they go from this house and into the schools. We want the power and the presence of God to go with him. Come on, that's it. Let's lay hands on their heads in Jesus' name and pray for them right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon our children right now in Jesus' name. Spirit of the living God, go with them in the name of the Lord. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. In Jesus' name, we pray a hedge of protection around them.
Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. God has done something and he's doing something. He's do Before we go today, I want us to do I want to do something I feel in the Holy Ghost.